Welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need, no matter if you're building, buying, or designing your next project. We got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. Coming to you live today from the Bellman Homes studio. I am David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and thank you for tuning in to The Home Building Hero today. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future content. Today's topic, will there be another housing bubble? That is the million dollar question, isn't it? And a lot of people have asked that over the last couple months and it's it's kind of an interesting topic and I thought, you know, I want to dive into this a little bit more. And, um, you know, it, it, it's interesting, the thought on this and what's going on with the housing market. And... I, I'm not sure myself. I, I ponder that question and I'm not really sure. So it just so happens there was a national poll by an economist recently about housing bubble and they polled builders and developers and, and some other people in the industry and they asked them, do you think there'll be another housing bubble uh, like we had back in uh, 2007 to 2009 era? Uh, will we have another housing bubble? And they pulled all these people throughout the country. And here are the results. Pretty interesting. 50% said yes. And 50% said no. Clear as mud, right? That doesn't tell me anything. It doesn't tell you anything, right? And I think that's a lot of the sentiment out there is we're not really sure. But why is that? Why, why do some people think, yes, there will be a housing bubble and other people think that there won't be a housing bubble? It's an interesting topic and that's what we're diving into today. And I'm going to share my thoughts on it and I will give you my prediction for if there will be a housing bubble or not as well. All right. So, so let's go over a few things. Here are a few things that are similar to uh, what what we saw back in the... the um, mid to late 2000s where we saw a big housing bubble. The similarity is that pricing was out of control, right? Pricing was really high on these homes and there was just an unprecedented amount of demand from you know the early 2000s all the way to 2006. There was just a huge demand on homes. So that's one of the things that was similar. And then of course the pricing was was going up and up and up and up. And you didn't even have to be very good at your job, whether it was a real estate agent or as a builder or as a developer, as long as you had product on the market, you could pretty much sell it. And that created a lot of bad habits and it created, um, you know, a lot of situations that, um, quite frankly, um, you know, got us into that mess, right? But here's what's different about right now versus back then. Right now, yeah, prices are out of control. Uh, we have uh, you know, more demand than, than what we have for supply. But we had a normal level of supply back in those times, especially as we were into 2005 and 2006. There's plenty of product on the market. Inventory levels were pretty normal. Today, <laughs> not the case at all. Today, we have two and a half months of inventory on a market. A healthy market is six months. We don't have enough product out there to begin with. 
So that's very different. The second thing that's very different is we had a very dramatic uh, job situation where a lot of people lost their jobs very quickly. And unemployment was starting to creep up into the 9 and 10, uh, maybe even 11%, depending on the market. I mean, right now, there is so many people hiring. There are so many employment opportunities out there that uh, it's a very, very different situation. In fact, um, you know, we are seeing people getting poached. We are seeing people getting paid um, large sums of money, uh, even fast food restaurants, hiring managers for $65,000, $70,000 a year. They're getting paid salaries that, um, you know, mid-level uh, uh, office executives would get uh, to be a manager of a fast food restaurant just because they need to get somebody, they need bodies in the door. So that is good because as people make money and have good wages, they can afford to buy things. They can afford to buy homes. And even if homes are increasing in value, if people's wages are increasing in value as well and increasing the dollar amount, that's that's okay because they can afford more as long as they're working. So that's a very different situation. The other situation that's extremely different is not only with the interest rates because the interest rates are, you know, in the, the mid threes where, you know, I think back in the 2000s, they were still 6%, 7% range. Um, so very different rate level, first of all, but that's not really the big thing. The big thing was that back in the 2000s, what got everybody into trouble was that the banks were basically giving just about anyone and everyone a loan. And they didn't have a lot of requirements behind it. They were allowing high dollar loans at low down payments. And these were some risky, risky loans that they were writing. And there weren't a lot of standards, uh, or as many standards, especially as there are now today. And so when uh, the economy stalled, when pricing got high, when people started losing their jobs, guess what happened? A large, large amount of foreclosures. And that's really what caused the housing bubble is, first of all, the lenders started pulling their credit. The banks started going, hey, you know, based on what the government was saying, we're not going to extend as much uh, credit out there. We're going to reduce uh, our our um, liability. We're going to reduce um, some of the loans out there. So they pulled loans back, causing people to foreclose. And then when you have a whole bunch of foreclosures hitting the market all at the same time, those are always sold for less because they're in a panic situation. They're sold for way less than the existing housing stock, thereby dropping the housing value. And really that is the the crux of what caused the housing bubble is you know people losing their loans, uh, having to sell, people losing their jobs rapidly, uh, and that caused the housing bubble and that caused it to pop. Um, additionally, the other factor there was with developers. You had developers, again, we talked about the bad habits earlier, right? We talked about anybody was, and everybody was trying to get in the market. You didn't have to be very good at what you did. You just went out there and did something and you could sell it and make money. So you had these people doing these huge loans that probably couldn't afford it, maybe didn't have the experience, maybe bought something at a too high of a price, tried to make it work um, as the thin deal. Those are the first things to get pulled from the market. And so those people went belly up. 
So you saw a lot prices crash. I, I know there was a developer by me. Um, he had uh, a subdivision where they were selling lots for probably one hundred twenty thousand um, dollars. I actually bought a lot from him for forty thousand dollars. It would normally be a one hundred twenty thousand dollar lot. He just needed to get money. He just needed to get something back out of it. He had to pay the the bank, you know, or or potentially be foreclosed on. Um, so selling at a deep discount and. The thing that's different now is a lot of the developers in the area have been much more conservative. Uh, they're not going out there and developing a hundred lot farm in my area at once, you know, doing them in phases. Maybe we're doing 30 lots at a time or 25 lots at a time, doing a smaller amount and being smarter about it um, and controlling that inventory. So you don't get stuck with too much product out there. Um, and, the other thing that is vastly different from 2006, 2008, 9, 10, that whole area where it was pretty bad, the other thing that is vastly different is the labor situation within construction. See, back in the 2006, there was tons of people in the industry. And when we went into that very prolonged multi-year recession, we lost about half our labor force, 50%. They didn't come back. And you don't get those people back overnight. And certainly in, in an industry that's um, a, a little bit more um, uh, volatile, I guess, is a good way to say it. Um, you know, when you can't be working for a very long period of time, um, you know, people get out of it. Um, it's hard to get people to go back into it right away, too. And so we don't have the labor force that we did back then. That means we're not overproducing. <laughs> we're not building way more stuff than than we can handle, and um, you know that's partly why the inventory is so low. Because we, you know, we would build more homes if we had more labor, but we we just don't have it. So that is another vastly different thing. So although there are a couple similarities, I think there are far greater amount of differences that we're seeing out there in the market, and that is really. Uh, I think an indicator of why there will not be a housing bubble. So if you put a gun to my head right at the moment and said, you have to decide, is there going to be a housing bubble uh, pop in the next you know, two years or not, I am going to say no. I'm going to say no. And again, I've stated some of the reasons why, you know, the labor situation, the inventory situation, um, the credit situation is much better as far as how the lenders are handling it. Um, so I don't see that happening. But it could happen. I'm not saying it won't, but it could. Uh, it, there's a lot of reasons why it could. Uh, but they're, they're much more nebulous. Um, and and they, a lot of different things could happen. Anything can happen, of course. But you could have situations where, you know, if the... Um, you know, if the government decides to change its lending policy overnight and allow, you know, think of all these millennial buyers that can't go out right now and afford to buy a home. They don't have the down payment. If they decide to change lending policies and say, hey, you know, we're going to allow loans with very minimal amount of money down, uh, maybe a higher interest rate, uh, you know, and, and a bunch of people jump at this just to get into the housing market, just to get a home. You know, again, you'll have temporary benefit. You'll see <laughs> this boost of home sales. And then all of a sudden, if uh, they decide to change that financial policy, 
or um, people start to foreclose on those or, or don't make their payments and they're foreclosed upon, you could, again, see that rash of foreclosures. You could see, you know, all these properties come back onto the market rapidly and you could see that housing bubble. But I really don't think we are going to see one because, again, the inventory is so low. We don't have... Um, even if uh, we go into a recession, I, I do think a, a recession is very likely. Uh, I don't think it'll be a very long one, maybe uh, eight months to a year, uh, potentially. That's very likely to happen uh, because pricing has gotten so high uh, that at some point, you know, people will sit out the market for a while. Um, if interest rates go up uh, more than, you know, mid fours, that will definitely slow things down. And, um, you know, I think those are the things that, that could cause that recession. And I think it is likely to have a small recession. Um, the thing that has prevented the recession for now is we sort of artificially created a recession in 2020 uh, because of the coronavirus. The economy was pumping along. Everything was going very well. I mean, uh, unemployment was extremely low. Wages were going up rapidly. Um you know, profit was there in businesses. Uh, everything was humming along. And then the coronavirus hit and everything shut down. And we artificially created a recession as everything shut down. But what happened? As soon as things opened back up, as uh, many predicted, the V-curve effect happened. So GDP went down to what, negative 34, and then it went up like positive 32. Everything bounced back. And it was an artificial recession. So it sort of shut things down for a little bit, um, but then bounced right back. So um, that kind of pushed the possibility of another recession out of ways. And that's why 2021 has been a pretty solid year. Uh, it's been a good year in general for construction and for home building and home values um, because you know there was that extra demand and all those kind of things. One other factor that I think will help prevent the housing bubble is that just given the situation that we're in with um, you know dealing with the pandemic, there still is no safer place to be than your home. We still are seeing a lot of people working from home, and that's creating still a strong demand for, for houses. And um, this uh, virus, this situation is not going away overnight. It doesn't seem like it's going to go away for a long while. And so that's actually good for housing because, again, you know, if people are reducing their travel, if they're reducing their entertainment spending, maybe not going out to eat quite as often, they are having a little bit more disposable income and they can put that disposable income into the things that they're using most often, which is their homes. So again, we have a lot of different factors. So although there's one or two similarities, there's five or six very different factors here at play. So as I consider all that, I do not believe that there will be a housing bubble coming up. Um, again, uh, the only caveat to that is if the government decides to jack up interest rates dramatically overnight, that could definitely create a housing bubble very quickly. Um, but again, you know, if people are locked into their loans and they've got these very low rate loans, um, as long as they can continue to make their payment, um, your best bet is to stay in that home and uh, ride it out because things always change. The economy has seasons, uh, good and bad, uh, like everything else. And uh, what goes down goes up and what goes up eventually comes down.
But I don't think an, a recession is – I think a recession is likely, but a housing bubble is not. So keep that in mind. That's my two cents on it. Hopefully you guys found this information to be super helpful. And, of course, if you have thoughts or comments, please chime in. Shoot me an email, homebuildinghero at yahoo.com. Love to hear from you. Thanks and talk soon. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Home Building Hero, broadcasting live from the Bellman Home Studio. If you haven't already, please make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future content. Until next time, I'm David Bellman, signing off.